In this episode of Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast, I am interviewing Sophia and Nika from TechWaves PR. And at TechWaves PR, they help Web3 startups get traction with effective PR communication. Sophia and Nika share their experiences and their insights on how to grow Web3 startups on this episode and how to promote them. Also, I do not run any ads on my podcast, um, nor do I have anything to sell you. I have only one small request, and that is that you leave a rating for this podcast and then share this episode with a friend. Hello, innovators, explorers, and risk takers. Welcome to another episode of the Web3 with Sam Kamani podcast. I'm your host, Sam Kamani. I am an Amazon best-selling author, a tech startup founder, and a strategic advisor to multiple Web3 startups. I'm here to take you on a journey to explore the world of Web3, all the risks, all the opportunities, and my goal is to educate you about what other people, the founders, the investors, what are they building? What are they paying attention? So you can take advantage of it. So you can benefit from it. However, I would like to start with saying that this is not investment advice. I would still highly encourage you to do your own research. I have nothing to sell you. So with that out of the way, let's get into it. So, Sophia and Nika, it's great to have you on the show. Always a pleasure talking with you. Yes. Um, you guys work at TechWaves or it's your company. I would love to know a bit about your background and yeah. how you got involved in the whole blockchain Web3 space. Yes, I can start and Nika can continue. Yes, I'm CEO and founder of TechWaves Communications. What we do, we build communications between companies and their potential clients. So what's it, what this includes? It includes brands, brand communications in tier one and industry media outlets, social media marketing, event management, SEO optimized text and visual content and PR consultation. So uh, all this, all this work that we provide help our companies attract new clients. Like, yes. And we have five years experience in tech industry. Pairs started um, with IT companies, like classic IT companies. I worked as PR manager when I started in the university and it was my first job and it was hard because this topic is unusual and a lot of services that all people don't understand. Yes. <laughs> and like security and a lot of other services, artificial intelligence, robotic procession and etc. And after when I work in three IT companies. And after I decided that I need to change something in my life because it's all the same work and I need something new. And I found, I found a crypto project, a like project company. It was crypto exchange, free crypto exchange in UK. And uh, I started up there and I didn't know about it, nothing, but thanks to this company, I invested in my first Bitcoin and <laughs> Ethereum. And uh, yes, and I understood that. This market is new and needs a lot of improvements, especially yes. in communications, because a new company, they are active, they want to be big and growing, but they don't know 
how to do that and make a lot of mistakes that classic companies, big classic companies like IT sector, they know steps that they need to do. Yeah. For me, my past in PR started back in university, first journalism faculty, and I was pretty convinced I would be not sure television journals, but I would be journalists. I would conduct journalist research and investigation. I was very, were very excited about it. And my expectations collided with reality when I went my first internship and it was like, I would say state oriented media outlet. And I was in the department that covered stories I didn't really like. It was great experience. I learned how to turn like everything into news, into some news, uh, into, into breaking news. But, but I decided that I didn't have like freedom of actions in this field, in this domain. And when you, when I, when I needed to write texts, like on a daily basis, like maybe multiple texts, like six or seven texts a day, I felt like I was losing my creativity. It was like a turning point. I kept working on my copywriting skills, but started to look for some PR positions. And my first PR experience was in uh, um, Night Frank. This is a UK-based real estate consulting agency. They specialize in real estate consultations for ultra high nets. And this is where I saw how big companies work and how PR departments, PR and marketing departments work in big companies. And I also saw that um, such departments need a lot of improvements. And the next step for me was to find a PR agency in which I would feel more responsibility. I would take res more responsibility and would be able to do more because if you were part of the PR department of a big company with a big infrastructure and hierarchy, you don't have many things to, don't have many tasks or they're quite similar. And after that, I just uh, was searching for an, for an agency of my dream. I went through different agencies. And when Sophia asked me to join her agency before we worked together and we met work, she just asked me if I wanted to join her agency. I was excited and happy to start no matter what, because for me, it meant freedom of action, freedom of creativity, and being able to work from any part of the world without just sitting at the office like 10, 9 to 5 and having zero life experience and a limited number of tasks. We do a lot of things in yeah. tech ways, but that's what I like because we can do everything from scratch and any initiative is appreciated. And there is no intermediary or just anyone who could stop us from doing that. I know that's what I like about this industry as well, that this, like just the whole blockchain and it is just, it feels like so much more freedom that it is so open to remote work. It is so open to building on top of, to open to partnerships and open to just exploring the space and just creating whatever solution you want to create as even as a developer and so on. Yeah, I would love to, like you guys have a lot of experience in with startups in this space, in the Web3 space, in the blockchain space. And since most of the listeners are founders in these sort of startups, they have two big challenges. One is first is when they first start, they don't have a lot of capital. So I'd love to know from you, like what tactics would you recommend or what methods would you recommend on how should they go about raising capital? Yes, and mentioned that we work with your projects and currently we have a $2 million company. We speak with founders and they ask the same questions and we saw that 
we can help them share something they know. And so we would like to discuss the topic, like how to track customers and investments for Web3 companies in 2023. I think this topic would be useful for such companies and we can give some tips and will, I think, useful information. Yeah, thank you. First of all, our listeners should understand that customers and investors have different motives, so to say. Customers look for convenience and investors seek profits. And it would be great to discuss methods that will help attract the audience and realize what the difference are in these methods. Sophie, could you please start with methods? Yes, first method that we, we can recommend it's if you have, if you start your project, it can be, you have to research projects that existed before yours in your niche and analyze what mistakes they did, what mistakes they did and took them down because other others experience will say, or can save your time if you like study on their others mistakes. Absolutely. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for example, just remember how Facebook first unsuccessfully launched its web tree direction. It yes, but Libra. Profitable. Yeah, it was, uh, it seemed to be, it was projected to be very profitable, but yes. when they shared a report, it was actually taking their money. Yes. So why such a big brand wasn't able to make it profitable? That's the question you should probably answer. Absolutely. Understand. Especially for Libra, like when Facebook already had 2 billion users around the world, like their whole collection of companies between Facebook and Meta and Instagram and everything, over 2 billion monthly active users, and still they could not make Libra work. That is a big red flag. Why couldn't they make it work? Yes, yes. And the second one that I'd like to mention that you're in the beginning, you can start with MVP, like minimum yes. product, and process the information that you will get from this MVP. Founders, companies, your product on your first, like, Test your product on the first customers. It can be a, like, even your friends or like, like someone find your project in social media or, and, and collect their, you need to understand if your project works and your target audience is right. Because sometimes founder think that it's my target audience, but it's not. And, and it's a good chance to understand if you have right audience and they, because it can be absolutely different people. Just talk with them. Like we talk with your friends example because if you ask them official questions they can answer they can be polite but they won't give you deep answers that help to improve your project so for example example you can ask following questions like approximately question of course if if you have for example web3 crypto wallet yes. for example just yes. you can ask your first client that use your wallet and just uh, is it convenient for you to use my hard wallet? I have two weeks trial or periods, like better yeah. version. So is it comfortable for you? Do you understand all my service, like yes. function? Is it like, okay. And the second question can be, is it worth this, this price? Because sometimes price can be high and people think that's why I should build this project because I know the same and price is not such high. I don't know. 
and Absolutely, ask, yes. and ask short question like like you can compare the other products you use with with if you use the same projects like wallets and what do you think about my wallet and wallets my competitor what features are better or what I need to improve yeah maybe even ask what wallet they and what they like in their wallet so understand what you need to improve and be better so yes. Maybe Anika can add some thoughts about. Uh, yeah. yeah. I just generally think that all these questions are really essential. And the main <laughs> idea here is to activate some form of self-criticism because founders always yes. often think of their product as something unique because this is what they created. It should be unique. It has to be unique because this is like their child and they are maybe some, in some cases afraid to compare it to someone else's invitation, in, invention. And the idea here is to, to think twice and yeah. maybe learn from more successful rivals because you can find some insights in what they do. Absolutely. I love all the tactics that you have shared so far. First is research your competitors, analyze their mistakes so you don't make those mistakes, create an MVP, ask really good questions to your prospective customers, clients, and find what are your limitations or why they won't use your product. Maybe and find out what pricing that your customers would be comfortable with. The, these are all points that you mentioned. I have, I would like to, yes. Nika, one of the things that Nika, you were saying about book, I would love to know if you have any insights on why Libra didn't work or Facebook's first cryptocurrency or their first experiment in the space, why that didn't work. I have an idea that may yes. seem controversial, but uh, Facebook is often associated with collection of data. unnecessary data. Yes. Yeah. And I just recently read one book. I'm not sure how to, how to properly pronounce its title, but it's a very useful book. And even though it collects these data for a purpose and it's very helpful, for example, for some marketing specialists, because you can yes. really like target. Uh, yeah. You can target like as much as possible and find yes. your target audience within one, two posts because it just analyzes preferences weekly and efficiently. Decentralized project and web three initiative is completely different from what they do with this data. So it's just like conflict of values. Their values don't match what they try to launch with these Libra project. And I think it's the main point. Plus people now, of course, we can also blame their market, but people really want something useful and uh, these Libra and Web3 efforts of Facebook, they're just like complementary, I would say. They are additional. They are not like the core of their concept. And when you just try to add some web three techniques for fun, it's it not going to work. Exactly we right. Take it seriously, really. Yeah, absolutely. It has to serve some purpose. It has to have some real utility, not just made up fake utility, just for the sake of having just so that you can have a token and it can go to the moon or something. It's just waste of time for everyone and it's only going to give the industry a bad name these sort of things it has to serve a real purpose so i am completely there with you my my next question is that have you helped or have you consulted any companies and help them with fundraising or raising funding yes we worked to almost two years away and we start up 
in, in music sphere and uh, we participated in their fundraising. We helped them with promotion. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about a third step and it's like exactly that we did for this company. Yeah. When they raised money and it was promotion, but it wasn't, it weren't press releases because the main mistake of all companies when they start, like it's like press release distribution, PR wire and, but their audience don't read these press releases and like no one are reading. Exactly. This is the main mistake. So if you of course want to put a Bloomberg logo on your website, of course you can buy press release there, but no one read it there. <laughs> Actually, uh, but yes, what is it moves actually? And what this company did, we started with social media because it's a lot of people sit there, of course, like Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn actually isn't working social media. So we can find their investors for your project, customers. Yes. And people need, your potential client need to see faces and that's your company doing something and, and this dancing is really good, a good project and they can, and they can trust you. And the next steps after social media is like this brand publication. It's not press releases, it's publication about your company, like features, maybe, or reviews, interviews, podcasts, like, yes. And where you can tell about your services, your features, your your mission, your goals, what you want to offer. This publication look organic. Media writes about your project. If media trusts your project, so people can trust you. Yes. And this publication can help can help get your clients. So they can visit your website and etc. Yeah, I actually liked your point about mission. I'd like you to tell a bit more because it's really part of our vision. We don't, spoiler, we don't work with companies that don't have missions. And speaking about these brand publications, this is the instrument that is often overlooked because articles can actually work and bring leads to companies, but not everyone, as Sophia already said, know how to use this instrument. And this is where we try to help because coverage is important part of showing your project to investors. And we'll talk about it a bit later. Plus these publications, as they, if placed right, in the right place, they actually can bring you clients and clients is a part of, is also part of your success with investors because investors trust more companies that know how to make profits before they get that funding. Yes. That's right. Yeah. It's, and note that about podcasts too, like format. Yeah. And podcast format is, um, is a great tool that we trust ourselves because if someone clicks on the podcast that explains what you do, if you say it right, absolutely, it's the host is charismatic. And if you know what you're going to speak about, it's like 99% success because your target audience will listen to it. All the news and all the downloads that you will have with the podcast, they are target. Absolutely. And it's very likely that a person will click on your website and get deep and examine your services and actually end up being your customer or your user. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. the other thing I would like to add in that is because I do run a podcast is that if you have gone as a guest on someone's podcast and they have published that interview on any different platform, 
then then you should be sharing that. So, you know, if you have got that content, share it on your website, on your blog, on your LinkedIn, on your Twitter, on your Discord, everywhere, so that you get the maximum benefit out of that content because just content created and not shared or not, and if no one's reading, it's not valuable. So a lot of the companies, they have collected email addresses or they have built relationships over the past and they have emails of the users that are using that product, send them that, hey, look, our product is out here on this podcast and whether they're doing fundraising or whatever their next ask is, they can educate their customers more, even if they have existing customers. If they don't have, they might have a list of people who are interested in their product, then those people can find out a bit more about it. So that is what a lot of people forget to do. I feel like even once they get an article so say maybe you got an article in a publication somewhere they should be sharing it yeah. everywhere that they yeah. can otherwise they don't get the use out of that article that's what i feel like yes we have a case when one of our clients got from one article 600 registration no not like or, registration 600 people visit the website yes. so it's like advertising like in instagram yes. or facebook <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, and, uh, absolutely, yeah. Yes, and the next one is events. Actually, we also have a case when one of our clients was in an industry event and got client there because people are looking for investors' solutions for their companies, really great networking, and I think you know yes. about this. <laughs> yes. Yes, and companies that don't want to visit events, it's a big Yes, I think they should. It can be just stared or you can, if you want to speak, if you don't want to speak, you can just visit and speak with other companies and tell about yourself what to do. And uh, it's also a great networking, I think. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, I love events and, and networking at events because it really works. I would love to know who wants to do a press release and get in media and all that. How do you mm -hmm. go about, how do you get an article published in, an, in a publication? Or what's your process? It's simple. We friends with journalists, all specialists in communications know how to communicate with journalists because a lot of professionals, they want that information will be quality, quality and nice and informative pitch. So yes, because sometimes company and I don't have a structure all their pitch and journalists don't understand what they want. So, yeah. That, that makes sense. And Nika, do you have anything to add on or do you have any tips or tricks on how to get your, get a journalist <laughs> to write about your company? Yeah, yeah, sure. As you said, connections is the basis of what we do. If we speak about press relations is only a part of PR, it's often associated with PR and people sometimes say that we do PR and we do publications, it's like the same, it's like equal, it's not. But of course, uh, media relations, they are very important. And people still trust media outlets, not all media outlets. Yes. Still, thought, journalists are thought leaders and they have a great power of word. And they often can say to people, can tell people what they should think. This is why we should take it seriously. But in general, all it takes to get journalist's attention is to make sure that you actually have news to share. If a, if a company cannot get a publication in the media outlet they want, it means that either they don't see this media outlet 
or they don't have news that this media outlet wants because it can be published somewhere else or maybe this is something that is simply outdated or just the development isn't big enough because nowadays the media outlets look for really breaking stories, unique stories yes. that because no one, no one, nobody wants to reprint something from others. Nobody wants yeah. to copy something. Journalists love what they do and they want to make it unique. And I remember yes. from my own experience that uh, I didn't want to copy past some text from other website, another website, because I wanted to stay creative even when I have deadline, even when I have deadlines, and when I had some editorial policy to follow. Yes. So, like I would say, stay unique and make sure you have news. Oh, absolutely! I completely agree with that. You have to have a unique perspective or a unique angle for a story otherwise copy paste and AI can do that AI can you can rewrite the same content in a slightly different words and there is no value in that and I think that Google is not yes. going to be happy with that over time it's going to not give the SEO benefit if you rewrite the same content using AI so it's yeah, it's very true. Talking about PR and promotion and getting your company out there, do you have any yes. other? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'll let you. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, especially now, it's popular in tourism marketing also. Because yes. Even you, I think, someone in Twitter or YouTube or Instagram, some leaders yes. that you read, that you follow, like a popular channel, uh, like Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Telegram in some countries. And uh, yes, so people trust them and uh, even have fans. Companies also have to work with influencer and give them opportunity to use their product, share their opinion with their audience about company's product. Yes, it's also a good channel for organic leads to your company. But of course, you need to be sure about your product. That's quality. That you don't have any any like holes in your services. Yes. Yeah. So, any, very true. Um, yeah. I have yeah, a point. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a very important aspect. If you want to work with with influencers, you need to make sure you tested your product enough. Because influencers, as much as journalists, don't want to risk their reputation and recommend something that is not going to work. Yeah. Because if they recommended something with flaws and technical issues, they would risk losing their audience. And but still, if you want to make profits before fundraising, and if you want to, I would say to have someone who's got your back and because people and influencers or media outlets, they just like your, I would say guardian angels because they can safely say if they tested your product and it's, and it's working well, that your product is great. And this is what investors want to hear. So these are recommendations. This is if you applied for job and you have someone yes. recommending. Absolutely. That is very true. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's an ideal scenario. And if you follow all the steps and you have a working product, as you started, you started with how to track customers, but we also mentioned how to track investors. So I remember one story that I have like maybe three years ago when I wanted to start my business. I didn't, I didn't know what I, should, I need to do. And one founder of several projects 
showed me that if you don't know how to start a search investors, like ask your friend, colleagues, or someone who knows someone <laughs> and 50%, you will find at least one person who can help you or who know who can help you. Yeah. Actually, it's work. I told my friends and they told their friends that I'm going to do like one project and it was interesting idea and they and I even got one client, but it wasn't Web3, but logic is the same. Yes. Yes. I mean, so if you really don't know what to do, what I can, how I can start, like yes. really ask your friends and ask someone in LinkedIn and social, people can help. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. They can help. And the only way to find out is by asking. Anything you wanted to share, Nika, you're going to say as well? Just the simple and true. If you think you don't have friends or if you don't have connections, start <laughs> making them as soon as possible. And just if you, you're an introvert who likes stay at home, but still wants to raise some, make connections on LinkedIn. If you're ready to scale and to speak in front of thousands of people, go to events and, for example, obtain a speaking slot or maybe exhibit yes. if you have more money. It just depends on your resources, on your time, on your personality, because some people are just stronger in online communications and some people really like talk in positive sense and yes. can make friends within a couple of seconds. Sophia can make, I, I would say, 10 friends so within 10 minutes, while I really prefer online calls. So it yes. really depends on you. It's the, your strategy. There are no rules in 2023. Just make connections because yes. there are also yeah, introverts right. on that side, really. This and, is such good yeah. advice from both of you. It's a play to your strengths. And if you are an introvert, then make connections and online and find the networking method that works for you. But if you're an extrovert like Sophia, myself, then go to events, meet people, make friends in person. And these are the connections that will carry you, whether you're fundraising, whether yes. you're promoting your product, whether you're connecting with journalists or media and so on. That is fantastic. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, yeah go ahead, Sophia. Yes, I saw that the funders, they send messages where their pitches in LinkedIn, perhaps someone will be interested in their project and like, they are making connections that I want add that, for example, if you got a meteor reader investors or venture funds, uh, uh, the founders and the company should prepare their pitch. But what we thought by Nika today, that some founders actually, and I even wrote about it post in LinkedIn, they can sell their project. And they know a lot of details. I can tell about myself <laughs> because I had that problem too. They know a lot of details. Like they tell about a lot of information that actually people don't care about it. What companies should do, they need to choose a person who will present their information, their pitch to investors. Person has to be confident and speak well. So be, yes, so why? Because, yes, as I said, founders can sell and this person has to be like short and confident and know what investors like need, what the information investors need to hear, but what they need here, yeah, they want to be sure that they, if, so if they want to give you like $100,000, right? Yes. So I need to do, for example, when I wrote my money, if your project costs like this, 
tries. And uh, of course, Nika, you can add something and, or I can continue because we discussed this topic today and yeah, that's <laughs> what we, <laughs> yeah. We actually spent a great weekend in the mountains, and this is where you can get <laughs> good ideas on how to pitch an investor your project. Because you get some startup wipes in the mountains. We really recommend going there before pitching to any investor. Yeah, why confident person? Because, for example, this is even what we collided ourselves. We sometimes go that deep in what we do. In the, de the details and all the intricacies, all the issues, advantages and disadvantages of what we do, that we cannot sell the product. We cannot describe it in the way that sales managers do. Because if a sale, this is a great example by Sophia, sales managers of Mercedes Benz, they describe it in a way that person, they're speaking to things that this is the car of their dreams. They yes. sell this unique ambience this unique look of the car but not how this engine perfectly works how it will protect you from all possible situations on the road and that this is the best like a 5.7698 model that was yeah. the third experiment model of the year because when a person listens to it they're going to be there they will either leave the office or just say gosh can i speak to someone else because i'm tired of listening to it so, need to choose a person if you want to pitch uh, your project investor who will speak about how great project is how it will work how it will, will withstand any potential because your your ability to present yourself show that you don't have troubles with sales and if you are able to sell yes. your project because every product has its own issues and they will show up at some point on the way yeah there are no ideal solutions but the way you sell it the way you present it will show investors that you know how to catch your audience attention. That's why it's really important. Yeah. Absolutely. What you, but what do you think, Nika, about the brand image? So it was your idea today. <laughs> brand image, you mean, ah, uh, I got it. Yeah. In some cases, people really overlook it. It's fine, but uh, design and the visual appearance is still, these are still important aspects. So. If, for example, your website is outdated or it just, it doesn't visually match what you do, it's not even, it's not modern enough for the industry you're engaged in. Or if your presentation is just black and white with the plain text, it will not get investors' attention. Yeah, it's very subjective. It's not like, oh, why they should, why do should they care about it? They are, they are tough people. They're businessmen. They need to focus on profits. But still, if you look at a pretty image, you are more likely to buy this product. And they are basically Absolutely. buying a chance to make profits on your company. If you invest in your design, it also sign for investors that people's psychology motives they have when they purchase something. Because we purchase iPhones, not because it has perfect camera, not because it's because you can't swim in the pool with this phone, but because it's a sign that you can afford it. Yes, yeah, a, a lot of people yes. afford it and that you are, that you are a part of this Apple community of these yes. designers, startuppers, mm -hmm. and these people from the Wall Street who are too busy to care about other things. Yeah, really. very true. Very true. Yes. Yeah, you're saying something, Sophia. Otherwise, I've got another uh, question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, just a uh, conclusion. So, uh, one more thing. We think that also founders should demonstrate in-depth analysis 
and results, but focus only on the most important facts. So what's this analysis can include its audience portrait, how soon investors will be able to profit from making your project and how you will be able to scale your solution and demonstrate results. What results can be your profit statistic, your profit, your project statistic. Yeah. Media colleges, because, because investors ask about media colleges, our partnerships, company need partnerships. And new development. Every startup often introduce new developments, show they are growing and they, they actually need attention. And yes, they that we grow in and we have a potential. And yes, so you will get your profit like investors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I have one last question and that is, what is your ask? What are you guys looking for? Whether as, a, as tech waves, um, do you have any ask? So if anyone's listening, they can reach out to you if they need that mm -hmm. or if it matches. That's simple. You can reach out to us via my LinkedIn, like Sophia Bobrik. Also, we have our group, like Tech Waves PR. So yes, we share um, our insight there, our key studies. Yeah, so it's simple to find uh, me or Nika there and write us email or how it called in connection function like tips <laughs> yeah I yeah connect connect function yeah next function yeah we actually have many social media channels because because we spend a lot of time working on others brand image and suddenly we realized we can implement all of these instruments for us and they can absolutely work because, because if you don't say what you do on a daily basis, nobody's going to know and nobody's going to Exactly. Gonna yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So on techwavespr.com, you can find any social media that suits you, that you think is the most convenient for you. You can reach out to us, any method. You can even call us by phone, but it's not in the middle of the night. Maybe <laughs> you have a crisis situation. And if you want us to manage this crisis situation, it really happened, to be honest. Yeah. yeah in that case, we probably will pick up a phone. But in general, it's better just to schedule a call via. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it's mainly for if people need help with PR or something like that, public relations, or they want to promote themselves, then they can reach out to you and you'll help them. So no, that's, that's fantastic. So with that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all the links in the description on the show notes, wherever this goes. Okay. And it's great. And yeah, thank you for sharing all your wisdom and from all your experience. I'll also link to some of the case studies that you said you mentioned that you have on your website. So yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time too. And yeah. everyone for listening to our podcast. Yeah, Thanks. Thank you. thank you for what you do because because podcast is really a unique way to learn not only successful stories people have, not only uh, how they fly private jets and right for their expense but also like ups and downs and true stories behind each startup. Because, Absolutely, uh, yes. There's nothing to be ashamed of founders of and don't share how they fail. Yes. But that's what makes us people and this is what people trust when they hear such stories. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's why I also listen to lots of podcasts and just to hear mm -hmm. what people, like, because I get to learn a lot more from other people's failures mm -hmm. or struggles as well and how they overcome them. And so it's always 
great to hear from other founders like you guys that, you know, your journey and how you came to doing what you're doing and what you have found to be successful. One of the thing I learned from this episode was go to the mountain. <laughs> you get good ideas. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. Like, like have a retreat, just have, so you get some space for your, otherwise you're just so busy doing the day-to-day -day things that you forget to think on the big picture. They often say that most people work in the business, but not on the business. And that's what it means is that you go outside of your zone and then think about how you can keep improving and keep growing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much for your time, Thank Nika you so and much. Sophia. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching this or listening to this episode of the Web3 with Sam Samani podcast. You know the drill. Leave a comment. Please subscribe or share it with a friend. Now, if you are building something really interesting in this space, then reach out to me. My DMs are open. I'm at Sam Kamani on Twitter or on LinkedIn or on TikTok or on any platform. Just go and search for my name. Reach out to me. I would love to help you. I would love to have a conversation with you. So having said that, I want to wish you best of luck to whatever you are building. I know that about 35 to 40% of my listeners are founders themselves. So I want to say best of luck and go build that next innovation.